flow state is that mystical way of being that every athlete or performer would love to tap into. Welcome to Through the Tunnel, a Game Change Productions podcast that dives into sports and the life lessons that can be learned from them. The podcast is inspired by the book of the same name, written by Game Change co-founders Paul McDonald and yours truly, Jack Barrage. On the show today, Paul and I are joined by neuroscientist Dr. Glenn Fox. Dr. Fox teaches a class in high-performance mindset at the University of Southern California. We discuss with Dr. Fox the idea of getting into flow state while performing. He provides surprisingly simple examples of how San Francisco 49er players were able to calm their minds to help get in the zone before big games. We hope you enjoy the show, and please check us out at GameChangeNation.com or on one of our social media pages. Paul, were there games where you really felt like you were in the flow state? I wish there were more of them, but there were games, yes. I would say uh, there was a game that uh, when I was uh, playing for SC against Arizona, and uh, I, at the time, set the uh, most yards passing of a Trojan quarterback. And it was just like, everything was just happening. It was just easy. And I was moving the pocket, which I wasn't known for moving in the pocket, but I was moving in the pocket effortlessly and finding guys and they were just magically appearing. I'd flip them the ball. And and then in the NFL, uh, my first start against the Pittsburgh Steelers, same thing. Not thinking, not not just just playing. Just playing and throwing and um, it was, we won. So. Ironically, we won both games. <laughs> there you go. Well, of course. Yeah. But I, that, it was just a fun way uh, to operate. Yeah, when I think of Flow State, I think of like the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry. And sometimes when he gets on a roll, he just goes down and flings it. And, mm-hmm. and he, he takes shots from a distance that was unheard of in the NBA before. Yeah. You know, like you, you wouldn't go anywhere past the three-point line other than a foot or two. He'll shoot from almost the, from the logo, as they like to say, from half court. Mm-hmm. Because he's just feeling it and lets it fly. And it's awesome. It's an awesome thing to behold. Well, well, can we hear from the scientists now? I, mean, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, so. I just wanted to get my step Curry plug in. That's all. So, so what is it about flow state? And how do we get there? It's a big question. And it's, it's an open question in science. And science is just now beginning to investigate what is the nature of this flow state you know so let's define some of what it feels like to be in a flow state it has to do with the does the sense of time shifts right you're no longer so aware of time you're no longer so aware of your own self the critic that critic saying good job bad job that's faded away you mean the self-critic yeah the self-critic right that self-talk that critic is kind of silent you have also a feeling of great autonomy and effectiveness where you're feeling like your skills and your, your, your skills are right at the level you're able to handle it. So they, you know, there, there are so many different dimensions to flow, but we call it basically a state of consciousness in which we really feel like we're at our best, where we feel like everything is manageable we're totally in the moment we're completely absorbed in the challenge that we have and we're feeling the sense of joy at times so flow is not entirely always joyful right um it can be in, involving moments of stress or things like that that's part of the 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 intricacy of flow but 
it has to do with our ability to rise to a challenge. You won't really, you can sort of have a flow state, maybe watching TV, I guess, if you're really engrossed in it. Um, and flow state also can happen when we're feeling immensely challenged and under great duress. So it's a very complicated thing to capture. You know, you can't necessarily go check the boxes, but everybody can go learn what are their big flow triggers that really help okay. them get into it more That's regularly. Yeah. yeah, so it can become it's part of the routine, yeah. If you can flip a switch, Glenn, you yeah. know, that, that, is, that is the thing, the ultimate. Just Let's just flip that switch, you mentioned trigger. Um, I, I have found, I, I've snapped out of flow state. Oh yeah, yeah. What happened? Quite what, easily. What made you fall, snap out of it? Um, Throwing an interception? Somebody, no, no, somebody said something. Oh. Just somebody said something, right? And, oh, and I was like, "It's like the no hitter." Yes, players exactly. don't want to come talk to the pitcher when he's throwing a no hitter, or the kicker when he's got to kick the game winning right, right, field right. goal. No one wants to talk to him. Just let him do his let thing. Him, leave him alone. Uh, because of that, I right. think they yeah. you know, let him be in their place. And that something was said to me and snapped me out of it, and then I threw the pick. And sometimes people can say the thing that snaps you into a flow state. Okay, so oh, what is that? I want to know. Has that happened yeah. to you? That's what we want to know. Has that happened to you? Um, I don't recall it happening. There's I was a, just there. I don't know how it happened. I just got there. There's a great example of, I think it was a 49ers um, Super Bowl run back in the 80s, 90s when they were so dominant. And I think it was something like, I'm butchering the people in this, by the way, but it was the example of like, I think it was Jerry Rice and Joe Montana. Oh, yeah. And they look up in the stands and they were like, oh my gosh, Robin Williams. And they're like, oh, cool. And that relaxed them and they went on and had like this wonderful drive, right? Wow. So there are instances where- It took them out of the moment. There's, there's kind of the right, there's the skill of going meta. That was right? Montana talking to Harris Barton. There you go. Who was the offensive lineman for the Niners. And they were, I think it was against the Bengals, that iconic drive to win the, to win the Super Bowl. And it was, wasn't uh, Williams, it was um, John Candy. There it is, yeah. And so, and he was there, and and it was Montana, just like, oh, well, that's cool. And he pointed out, and then everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then they were just, and that uh, just sort of relaxed them. You think? Is that I, like, think yeah, so. right? I think so. I think so. There's a guy I want to. I'm going to highlight a good friend of mine. His name's Richard Mann. He's a he's a former special boat service. So this is like Team Six for the British okay. Seals, like a really elite right. guy, and he. He's developed this concept. We kind of came up with it. He's run with it. It's called relaxed power. Ooh. And it's the Ooh. idea, it has a lot to do with flow wow. of, of being relaxed at our most powerful moments. I take it into the wood shop. So when we're talking about flow state, for me, my flow state is working in my workshop. It's mm -hmm. um, building things, it's welding, cutting, grinding, you know, painting, all those things. Like I can pretty much trigger flow state anytime I walk into my shop under the right circumstances. And does that mean you create wonderful things in there or you're just at this place? At times, yeah. I mean, it that feedback loop of feeling like you're effective is really important. So it's hard to get into a flow state if you're constantly zapping yourself out of the moment to go, ah, am I doing that right? Am I doing that right? It's more like, huh, I kind of have some faith that what I'm doing is going to work. It's a very different thing. So the, the relaxed power comes in when you're cutting wood, if you're just doing a simple handsaw cross cut, right? It's really interesting. The, the harder you grip the saw, 
the less it cuts. Right. And so you learn that you actually are just pushing it forward and pulling it. You're not putting it down and you're not gripping it. And you'll get these beautiful straight cuts because you are affecting all this change mm. just right there. I have a friend, his, mm. um, wow. his name's Etienne Garat, and he's a very famous violinist, one of the best, world's best violinists. Wow. And you watch him play and he can like make your ears ring with a violin from like 30 feet away. Like the guy sends power through his violin. It's, it's incredible. But you look at like his form, like if you were here, you would see like a tense form. You'd have veins popping out of it like a rock climber. But no, his fingers are barely holding it. And he's just, he's just finding that resonance mm. that's sending it out there. You know, so I'm sure, you know, you know, when you're playing football, right, you're literally letting it flow, right? If you're gripping the ball too hard or you're not doing, work. you know, I mean, all kinds of things, right? Trying to like use your muscles to gun it and uh, that's not how the ball rips. It's uh, sequencing and, yeah. and, and, um, and all of that that allows the, the ball to, to fly and hitting a golf ball. Same thing. Yeah, these right. guys that weigh 140 pounds, they can bomb it 330 right. yards. Right. And you go, how do they do that? Yeah. And they're not, they're not gripping it like this. In the 2022 US Open, they interviewed Tom Watson, and the advice that Mike Tirico asked Tom Watson was, what, would you, what, what advice would you give these players as they come to the first tee? These are the leaders. And uh, he said, uh, pay attention to your grip pressure mm. was, was, was the number one thing. Yeah. Pay attention to your grip pressure. It's, it's actually really interesting when you notice so things that inhibit flow, right? We talked about things that trigger flow, right? right? Which is the right balance of challenge and skill. It can't be too easy, can't be too hard. You've gotta have um, a situation where you're um, able to sort of relax your feeling of time a little bit and you're able to sort of like enjoy the process. Okay, so those are some of the kind of triggers that, that can help us deal with flow. Some of the inhibitors, of course, are those tensions, right? Those tension points of social comparison, right? What's that person gonna think of what I'm doing? Those are probably the thoughts that get you out of there, right? It's the those meta details that talk about the situation itself that don't have to do with performance, but more have to do with the effect of our performance, how, how we're gonna look when we're doing these things. These things really inhibit flow. I really don't think if you're just trying to look cool and you're thinking everybody's going to love this, I don't think flow state's going to be an easy to happen as so much as just looking at a challenge to be undertaken. Right. You know, that's that's when you have flow state. For me, like snowboarding or something like that, like when I've stopped worrying about what if it's going to look cool from the chairlift and I just try to find a perfect carve, that's when you start to do it, you know? So it starts with breathing, of course, and being in the moment. You're not gonna have a flow state if you're a million miles away, if you're thinking about your social media or something like that. It's not. It's just going to, I don't know how, I don't know why. Um, Isn't it more of a These things are just gonna do it, yeah. Isn't it more of a meditative place, state of being, where you're just in the moment? You're yep. not thinking about yep. outcomes. Right, you're not concerned about, about anything like that. Yep. Because the, the stresses and the pressures happen when, oh my God, okay, wow, I got, I got to hit this my shot. Legacy's or I've got to make line. this throw, yeah. or I got my yeah. leg, or what all that. You start thinking, yep. and you get in your head. You talked about that in your book a little bit too, right? Yeah. That, that a lot of your pro career, you were, I mean, talk about that a little bit. Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, College career went famously well. Well, you know, we had a lot of good guys on the team, so that was probably part of it. Uh, but I did play and perform well, and 
And uh, when I had my big moment in the NFL, it didn't go as well as I would have wanted. Um, and I think I was trying too hard. Yeah, I was trying to. I was forcing. Not you're gripping the saw too much. Gri- you know? Gripping yeah. the saw too much. You know, holding on too tight. In fact, in 1983, uh, there was a competition between Brian Sipe and I to be the starter. I ended the 82 season. Now he was the NFL MVP in 1980, and then I took over the job for a moment in time in 82. And we got to the playoffs. We got uh, beat by the Raiders in the playoffs. But in 83 was a competition and training camp, and the then offensive coordinator at the time. Uh, said to me, you know, I put that tape on of the Pittsburgh Steelers where I said well, I was in flow state. He said, yeah, you were just dropping back in that game, just throwing it. You weren't concerned about it. You are putting it on the money. You weren't right. thinking about it. And I was aiming the ball a little bit in training camp, trying not to make a mistake. And yep. and, and, yep. and it didn't work. And I, he got the starting job. I played a couple games, but he he got the starting job in that game. So it's, it's really... Um, Fear, right? Yeah. I mean, was it's fear, fear there? Fear was fear failure? in there? Fear of failure? Um, it, no, it wasn't really fear of failure. It was uh, wanting it too badly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wanting something Interesting. too much. Uh-huh. Interesting. Interesting. And, and give, 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 uh, yeah. give, give the kid right above your head there, Glenn, some credit. Michael, Michael, my golf game, has always said, Dad, you're, stop caring so much. <laughs> You're trying right. too hard. Stop right. caring. Yeah. So I have a statement. It's in the letting go that we receive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same thing. Yep. Just let it go. Allow. Yep. Allow it to happen. Yep. You know, just be with it. Be one with it. Whatever, whatever you're doing. Yeah. And I think noticing when you're, when you're starting to lift on that flow state and letting that happen, mm-hmm. you know, that, that so cool. we inhibit a lot of it. You know, it was for me in the workshop, it's when I'm, alternating between deciding the right way to go about thing and then just going with whatever it is. And when you start to see incremental progress, so if you're um, thinking, I'm not sure how I'm gonna get this project done, and you go, you know, why don't I just nibble at it and just start here and say, I haven't found the perfect solution, but I found one that seems to work and then just letting yourself incrementally improve and make progress on something. So writing, right? A lot of people, I'm thinking what people out there are thinking about, right? They're writing, they're communicating, they're doing, they're doing work, they're working in offices or driving or do whatever, and thinking about incremental improvement, incremental enjoyment of what you're doing, and also setting aside time where you're undistracted. Maybe this will be my last flow pro tip, pro flow tip, flow pro tip, I'm not <laughs> sure, but... Um, would be really set aside the time. Set aside more time than you think you need. Uninterrupted, turn that phone off. Um, throw a little music on. Music it can be a really good flow trigger. And we're finding my friend Stephen Kotler and I um, have done this research on gratitude and flow. And we think we're investigating that feelings of gratitude can be a really important trigger for flow. That's awesome. And I just to sum it up, I think to what you just said, um, I always like to say life's a marathon, not a sprint. And we oftentimes try and get really good at something fast or accomplish something really quickly. But if we just give ourselves the time, and I love that approach, the incremental approach is probably you know really great advice for that's people That's where to the follow. flow is. That's where the flow is. That's the cool part. Right? We all say, yeah, exactly. We all say, oh, follow the journey. It's about the process. Like, of course, right? The benefit of it is that the flow happens in those incremental moments, in those moments where things are coming together and you're not, you're not necessarily making the biggest leaps and bounds you've ever done, but 
But to get to those, those incremental flow states are, are absolutely instrumental. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Through the Tunnel. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review it. It'll really help others who love sports and the lessons they provide to find the show and together create Game Change Nation, a community that is dedicated to lifting each other up. Also, we'd love to hear your stories, so please visit GameChangeNation.com or any of our social media pages to give us your take on sports and life. And finally, check out our book, Through the Tunnel, which is now available on Amazon. Thanks again for listening and have an awesome day.